my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in our readings of today, a direct continuation of yesterday, where the disciples of Jesus asked him to teach them how to pray, and he did. Today, Jesus teaches us more insight into prayer. In Luke 11, 5 to 13, that is the gospel of today, Jesus said to his disciples, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him in the middle of the night to say, My friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine on his travels has just arrived at my house and I have nothing to offer him. And the man answers from inside, Do not bother me. The door is bolted now, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up to give it to you. I tell you, if the man goes not if the man does not get up and give it to him for friendship's sake, persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For the one who asks always receives. The one who searches always finds. And the one who knocks will always have the door opened to him. What father among you would hand his son a stone when he asked for bread? Or hand him a snake instead of a fish? Or hand him a scorpion if he asked for an egg. If you then who are evil know how to give your children what is good, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Beloved in Christ, what is your situation? What is your present situation? Does it appear for you or to you as if your situation is hopeless? Are you in a hopeless situation? Jesus gives us a scenario and teaches us some lessons. Listen to the possible response of the friend in this parable, Jesus says. And the man decides to answer from inside, do not bother me. The door is bolted now. And my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up to give it to you. Look at the response. Do not bother me now. Do not bother me. The door is bolted now. And my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up to give it to you. Think about that. Four different instances that prove or that pointed to the fact that this man will not get his bread, so to speak. One, do not bother me. 
negative response. The door is bolted now. Another negative response. And my children and I are in bed for another uh, three, another negative response. I cannot get up to give it to you. Fourth response, negative. And Jesus says, I tell you, if the man does not get up and give it to him for friendship's sake, persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. Friends, does it appear to you that your situation is hopeless? Does it appear as if God is, ignore, is ignoring you? Does it appear as if God has written you off? God doesn't want to answer you. Do you have a case at hand or in hand right now that is hopeless and that looks as if God doesn't want to help you? Are you in a situation that looks as if there is no way for you? It's hopeless. It's as if you have prayed and prayed and God is silent. Friends, Jesus is telling us that persist. Jesus is telling you not to give up. Jesus is telling you to persevere because you will receive what you are asking for. Now, from the first line, the first verse, Luke 11 verse 5. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him in the middle of the night to say, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him in the middle of the night to say, What does that tell us? It means the very fact that you went to that friend suggests that you have confidence in that friend that he had bread. You had confidence in that your friend so much that so much like that you are convinced that as for this my friend, he has bread and I will get bread in his house. That is the scenario Jesus is painting for us. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, he didn't go to the shop. He went to the friend in the middle of the night. It means this guy was convinced that as for this, my friend, even at this hour, I can get bread from him. Friends, that friend he went to relate it with God. That is, 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 that is an analogy Jesus has given us. To have so much confidence in God to go to him at any point in time. So God is the one this friend went to in this case. And remember in Hebrews 11 verse 6, we are told that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Without faith, it is not possible to please the Lord. And it goes on to say, but that anyone who comes to him, that is to God, must first believe that he is, he is, that is he exists, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's take it from the good news version. Hebrews 11 verse 6. He says, no one can please God without faith. No one can please God without faith. For whoever comes to God must have faith that God exists and rewards those who seek him. So in this context, it is clear the friend going to his other friend in the night is a sign of his faith in him. And he's convinced that his friend can help him. He goes to him 
with so much faith that his friend can help him. Take note of that. So as we approach God, first of all, we are told this friend went to his other friend. The act of going there was a manifestation of his faith that in his friend he will get bread. So the very fact that first of all we make time to sit and pray is, a, is an act of our faith in God. And when God sees the very fact that we take that step to sit at his feet, it's a sign that we believe and indeed once he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, according to Hebrews 11.6, God already begins to answer. Friends, the silence of God doesn't mean that he doesn't care or that he will not answer. Some time ago, I made it clear. Look, sometimes the silence of God is a sign of his love for us. Sometimes the, sign, the silence of God is a proof of his love for us. Friends, you know, when you love somebody, you only want to be in the presence of the person. And when you love somebody, you want the person to be in your presence. Remember, God loves us unconditionally. And because he loves us, it means he always wants us to be in his presence. God always wants to see us. Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love. For God so loved the world. Look, God loves us. And God enjoys our presence. So sometimes when God is not answering our prayer, it's not because he doesn't love us. No, on the contrary. It's because he enjoys our presence. He wants us to remain in him and with him. For some of us, we go to prayer and we pray. And God answers, we neglect him, we just walk away. We don't even remember to come and thank him. But God wants us to dwell in his presence so that he will build our faith. So that he will increase our love for him, so to speak. So that's what we, we learn from this first, this, first, this first line, so to speak. Now he goes and says, My friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine on his travels has just arrived at my house, and I have nothing to offer him. You see, the friend who went to ask for the bread had concern for his visiting friend. He had concern for his visiting friend. Dear friends, our intention, the intention of this guy was to get bread for his visitor. His intention was good. Friends, let us purify our intentions when we go to pray. The book of James will tell us that sometimes we pray and we don't get because we pray with wrong motives and wrong intentions. Why are you praying for what you are praying for? Let us examine our intentions. Take note of that. This man had a good intention to go and ask for the bread. So take note of that. And because of that, the Lord says his persistence will win him his salvation, so to speak. Now, remember he went in the middle of the night. We will get another time and teach on midnight prayer, the power of midnight prayer. But this is to teach us a lesson. Jesus says, this man went in the middle of the night. Why? In the middle of the night, there is less activity. In the middle of the night, physically and practically, everywhere is dead silent. In the middle of the night, there are no distractions, so to speak. So what Jesus is teaching us is that when we want to pray, we should look for a moment that is not distractive. A time that we will be less distracted or we will not be distracted at all. A time that we can have quality time with Jesus without distractions. That is the essence of what Jesus is telling us. Let us get time. Let us make time 
A time that we will not be distracted. You know, in Matthew 6, verse 6, Jesus says, when we want to pray, we should go inside the inner room and then lock. And the God, our, our God who sees us in secret, will answer us. That is the sense Jesus wants to, uh, that is the import Jesus wants us to pick from this middle of the night. Jesus wants us to have quality time with him. You know, when you are with your beloved, you don't want distractions. The same, God doesn't want us to be distracted. God doesn't want anybody to interfere and distract us when we come to him in prayer. So when we go to pray, our phones should be off. Whatever will serve as a distraction should be off. Friends, our phones should be off. Everything, anything that will distract us, let us keep that at the back of our mind. Let us move away from distractions and pay close attention to God. Friends, that is what Jesus says. Now he goes on. I tell you, if the man does not get up and give it to him for friendship's, friendship's sake, after giving four notices, negative notices, Jesus says, if the man persists, he will succeed. How often, what have you prayed for? Or what are you looking for that it appears as if God is not hearing you? What have you prayed for? Is it your marriage? Is it about your children? Is it about your spouse, your husband or your wife? Is it about your medical situation, your health status? What is it that it appears as if God is silent, God is not, God is not paying attention to you? God says that you should persist. Persistence will yield positive results. In Luke 18 verse 1, God or Jesus teaches us the power of persistence. Sometimes God is testing our motives to know how serious we are. He knows, but he wants to test us to see how intense we are about what we are looking for. So Jesus says, persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Take note of that. For the one who asks always receives. The one who searches always finds. And the one who knocks will always have the door opened to him. Let's analyze that before we continue. So I say to you, Jesus is assuring us, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. So Jesus says that when we ask, it will be given. It will be given. It's a promise that it will be given. But the question is when? It will be given. It can be now. It can be later. That is the reason why you shouldn't give up. Jesus says it will be given. But as to whether it will be now or later, friends, God will always answer us at the right time. If our prayer demands an instant response, Jesus, God, will do it. If it demands the, the later, later answer, Jesus will do it. He knows the best time to respond to us. And so it goes on. And search also, you will find. You will find it either now or later. But the most important thing is that you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. The door will be opened either at the first knock or the second knock or the third knock. But Jesus assures us that it will be opened. Friends, he says, for the one who asks will always receive. The one who knocks will always find. You will always receive. When? Now or later. We will always find. Now or later. The one who knocks, the door will always open. Now or later. 
Jesus is teaching us that we have to be patient also. Friends, sometimes we are very close to receiving the answer to our prayer and we become impatient and walk away. Assuming you knock on a door and the person is yet to come and open the door and you are impatient and walks away. And friends, sometimes we have to take note. Not all closed doors are locked. Not all closed doors are locked. You just need sometimes to push the door and it will open. So sometimes we are standing at the door. Instead of pushing, we only knock. But when Jesus says knock, he wants us to add. He said, keep knocking. Push. For all you know, the door is not even locked. You just need to push, put in some little energy and it will open for you or to you. Friends, so take note of that. Jesus also wants us to learn patience. Sometimes when God is not answering our prayer, he is testing our patience. And remember, love is patient. If we love God, we will be patient when we go to pray. So let us learn to pray and also be patient. Faith that is genuine is also patient. Every genuine faith is also a patient faith. He says, look, of the, look at the ancestors, our great ancestors of old. They obtained the promise of God through faith and patience. Through faith and patience. So we need to be patient. Now, Jesus goes on to, ex to, to explain to us and to show us that wicked as we are, we will not give scorpions to our children when they ask for an egg. We will not give snakes to them if they ask for a fish. Neither will we give to them uh, anything that is bad if they ask for what is good. We won't give them stones if they ask for bread. If we who are evil know how to give good things to our children, he says, how much more will our heavenly Father, who is all good, how much more will he not give us the best of gifts, the Holy Spirit, if only we ask him? Friends, Jesus is telling us, if there is one thing we must ask for in prayer, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. If there is one thing we must constantly ask for, so to speak, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Friends, the Holy Spirit is in us by virtue of our baptism. And the, the Holy Spirit's presence in us creates a link between us and God, so to speak. The Holy Spirit in, in us is a sign of God's presence in us. It's a sign of our friendship with God, so to speak. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Friends, you and I have the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is telling us that the, the Father is ready to give us the Holy Spirit, so to speak. The Father wants us to become aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. Jesus says we are no longer enemies. We are no longer slaves, but we are his friends. John 15 verse 14. We are no longer enemies or servants, but we are now friends. And remember the beginning of the parable, Jesus says, suppose a friend goes to another friend. Suppose if a friend goes to another friend. So we are friends of God by the presence of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus is speaking, saying is that when we come to him in prayer, when we go to God in prayer, it's as if we have gone to our friend. We are no longer slaves, but friends. And Jesus is saying that we should treasure nothing above the Holy Spirit. Let us yearn and long for the Holy Spirit. Let us hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit. Let us acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit in us constantly. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. He is the one Jesus gave to us and says, I am going away. 
but he will come and abide with you forever. And he says, he is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And the Holy Spirit is with us. Dear friends, let us become more conscious of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray to him often. Let us pray to him always. Let us talk to him always. Let us not neglect him. Friends, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we neglect him. We grieve him when we ignore him. The Holy Spirit is a person. He wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be noticed. Just as a human being, when you are neglected, you feel hurt and offended. The Holy Spirit is grieved when we ignore him. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. He wants to lead us. He wants to bless us. Friends, let us cultivate a genuine relationship, a very sincere and a true and genuine relationship with the Holy Spirit. And our, our Christian lives will never be the same. We will find more meaning and more fulfillment in our lives. So talk to the Holy Spirit often. Let us talk to the Holy Spirit often. Let us spend time at His feet, listening and waiting, waiting in prayer. The Holy Spirit will speak. So even the persistence here Jesus is talking about is about also waiting. Let us learn to persist in waiting at the feet of Jesus. Let us learn to persevere in listening to the Holy Spirit. Pay attention. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. And remember, friends, one second with the Holy Spirit can turn things around for us. Just one word from the Holy Spirit, one prompting from the Holy Spirit, one leading, one guidance of the Holy Spirit can turn you from a pauper into the richest person on the earth. Can turn you from whatever the, the most ignorant person to the most intelligent and the wisest person in the world. One second, one word from the Holy Spirit can turn things around in our lives. Let us always take note of that. It is the Holy Spirit who can bring life to every dead situation. Ezekiel 37. The Holy Spirit can bring back life in everything that is dead in our lives. He is the breath of God. He is the life of God. And Jesus is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is Jesus. And with him, all things are possible. We pray that God will help us to cultivate a deeper in a, a, a more conscious relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our friend. The Holy Spirit longs to bless us. The Holy Spirit wants us to spend more quality time with him in prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Be blessed forever in Jesus' name.